I want to just take a minute to welcome you to the first episode of Is It Spooky Time Yet? Um, I'm your host, Alicia, and with me is demonologist Stephen Bridges Jr. Again, thank you so much for taking the time out to meet with us today. I, I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm glad to be here. Good. Um, so my first question I have to ask you, um, what is your favorite scary movie? Oh, see, this is what's <laughs> going to get interesting really quick for me because... Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, yeah, this will be interesting. Horror movies to me are, is kind of a weird subject to be on just because of what I do. Okay. Um, scary movies to me are more like comedies, if I'm being honest with you. Okay, that makes sense. Because they're so dramatized, if that makes sense to you. They're overkill. Oh, yeah. Uh, they really overdo the whole session of exorcism, demon possession, and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say I have a scary, a favorite scary movie. I mean, I do have, like, of course, the Warrens put some good quality movies out there that really give light to demonology and demons and all that other stuff. But other ones are just really far-fetched, I've seen. Like, the exorcist everyone's like always assumes that's the movie I like yeah and I'm always telling them I can't stand the movie it's over dramatized it is fake and it's nowhere even close to what happens in that kind of situation okay I think I think sometimes that they should just allow it to be itself and it, it would do better off that way I think sometimes they are trying to scare people too much when they don't necessarily need to be doing it that oh to. okay but if I go scary movie, I, to me, scary movie, I'd be honest with you, is something like Itachi where the dog dies or the, the owner dies and oh. sits there forever waiting for him to come back home. That's a horror movie for me. <laughs> I, I agree. I hate the movie where the dog dies. Yeah. So the, anything like that, like Old Yell or stuff like that, really old movies, like that, that's, to me, that's a horror movie. To me, today's horror movies are more comedy, but it's just because of what I do, basically, that I think about it in that way. Okay. That's fair. Um, so what was it that inspired you to start researching demonology and become a demonologist? Well, this is going to get interesting. I don't <laughs> know if you want me to start from the very, very beginning, because I, I think you guys are in Arizona, right? No, I'm in Idaho. Oh, you're in Idaho. I just thought like maybe your company was from like, oh, originated yes, from Arizona or something. Sorry. Like that. Yes, they are from which, Arizona. <laughs> which I'm originally from. I live here in Texas now, but I grew up in Arizona. Oh, okay. So... I could go all the way back to my childhood, basically, and, and pick it up there, because that's really where I started with me, was me being a very young kid. And uh, I lived southern Arizona. Um, dad, parents weren't around very much. My oh. sister was the main thing in my life at most of the time when I was growing up. Um, wasn't too much going on at that time until she left to go off to college. And basically, I was left young at home alone a lot because okay. my dad was the only bringer home of providing if that makes sense to you so okay. things started happening around the time i went hit puberty which i thought was a little odd but didn't think very much of it mm-hmm. but so she left off to college um he wasn't around much and then things started happening around the house that really? i couldn't explain at the time and i thought it was very odd because she went off to college Basically, the whole house would be mine. Mm-hmm. I have my microwave dinners up there, you know. I was basically <laughs> yes. taking care of myself in, in so many ways mm-hmm. at a very young age. But uh, she took off big loss for me. It took me a while to get over that because she was more the mom figure than she was my sister. Okay. So um, she left, went off to college, pretty much to really just take care of myself at the time. 
Yeah. But then as I hit puberty, which sometimes happens in the paranormal mm-hmm. or around that stage, things started happening odd and just like, okay, that's not normal, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So it, one night I was in bed. I always had to always brought the dogs in because I didn't feel like I was alone. I okay. always felt like there was something else in that house. So yeah. I bring the dogs in to sleep with me. And I can remember the first night that I brought them in. And I started hearing banging in my sister's room. Ooh. And she was gone. There was nothing in this room at all. Like, the whole room's cleared out. She took everything to college. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it caught me off guard. So I got out of bed. The dogs would not stop barking. It was consistently barking at that room. Mm-hmm. And I called out for my sister, basically. Is that you, sis? Are you in there? Did you come home? And the bounding on the walls actually got harder and harder and harder. Ooh. And so what happened was, is I, me, me, I took the dogs and me to the front room because the back rooms were down the hallway. Okay. And I slept on the sofa that night. And my dad came home the following day. Um, I told him about it. And for some reason, parents were kind of spectacular. It was just your imagination. It's no oh, yeah. big deal. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and just it's just you being home alone and you're 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 working this all up by yourself it's the house settling that's what my parents said your house settling like oh uh, no big deal you know it's just all in your head kind of thing and i'm not thinking yeah that's not in my head the bangs like that so uh i had this one friend about my same age her parents used to leave her alone a lot we used to stay and talk on the phones and watch music videos because this is back in the 80s oh yeah <laughs> So we just talk about videos all day long about, mm-hmm. oh, the new video over to Houston, such and such. And uh, started again, and she was on the phone. Ooh. So she's like, what is that? And I was like, that's the banging coming from my sister. It's like, well, your sister's not even there anymore, is she? And I was like, no, she went off to college. And she's like, you should go and check what's going on in there. And the thing with me is I kept that door shut. I didn't want nothing to do with that room. I knew right. something was wrong with that room. Absolutely. <laughs> the last thing I wanted to do was go in that room. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> but I didn't want to be a coward because here I am. I like this girl. You know how the puppy <laughs> love is. And you want to true. I am the macho man. Oh, yeah. And I want to go in here. And I want yeah. to show this person I'm not scared. So I said, hold on a minute. I'm going to go check it out. Thinking this was the greatest idea in the world. When it oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I set myself up for failure regardless of what I was about to do on it. Right. So I slowly, and I mean very slowly, walked towards the back of the house to the, her room. Um, it sounded like somebody was scraping the walls. Ooh. And I, I found that very suspicious at the time. Now, my sister was into stuff that she shouldn't have been into mm-hmm. at the time. It was the 80s. You had a lot of dabbling into the cult, stuff like that. Going Absolutely. On yep. And whatever it was, was still stuck in that room. I, I, and to this day, I don't know what it was mm-hmm. because of that thing. But I went and I got enough courage. <laughs> and I put my hand on the door and I was about to open the door. And this is when I heard, don't you open that door. Oh. And I thought to myself, and I froze. And I knew if I opened that door, that something was going to happen at that particular time. Oh, my. So what I did was, for the rest of the time we were in that house, I just avoided that room moving forward. I but don't blame after, you. Yeah. But the thing after that was is that there was more and more paranormal activity as the time mm-hmm. went on and on with it. 
So it, it was really weird. And I would think to my dad, hey, something's not right here. But he always say, it's not it's your imagination. You're young. You're, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's just you fabricating it. Right. So I started getting paranormal activity outside the house. Oh, okay. After the inside of the house, which was really curious because I don't know if you've been to Arizona or not, but every yard mm-hmm. there has gravel. Yes. And when you step on it, it makes a lot of noise. Or yeah. if you run through it, it makes a lot of noise. Yeah. So I was getting things running through the front yard about two and three in the morning. Oh. And for a kid that's 11 years old, it's going to freak you out when you have nobody home as far as a parent. Right. <clears throat> so it, it became a process for me. I stopped even going to him. I went to him one more time about the thing in the front yard. He's like, surely it's just your imagination. Mm-hmm. So I, I came to the conclusion, and me and this girl were talking back and forth. She's like, well, we can prove or not. I mean, this was me at basically 11 saying, I'm going to be a Ghostbuster without being a Ghostbuster. Right. Okay. So this is where my life really started going down this path, even though yeah. at the time I did not know where it was going. Yeah. So I had this plan. I am going to prove to my dad that this is not fake and I'm not making this up. Yeah. So what I did is me and her came up this, this It's just amazing that at that age, we thought we could prove at this. And we ended up <laughs> doing it, which is just mind-blowing. Even though he did not totally ever accept it. Yeah. He, I think he mentioned there was a point there and that he didn't want to really visit himself because mm-hmm. it helps him that question things he didn't want to question. Okay. Okay. So this is how we did it. Because with the gravel, it always leaves footprints when you go on it. Yes. So me and her, we went outside, we break the gravel. No footsteps, no nothing was in it. Okay. Now, nothing happened the first couple of nights. Mm-hmm. But then we started hearing, she actually came over one night because she was scared. She gets scared by herself and she came <laughs> over. And we were sitting in the living room watching MTV, which we kind of do in the 80s. Yeah. And we heard Native American noise oh. in the front yard. And our hair went up on our arms. And we were just like, that wasn't the TV. And she's like, no, that no. was not the TV. <laughs> no. So we went outside after it got the next day, looked at the thing, and we noticed there's footprints where we raked the gravel. Oh. Now, the first time we dismissed it because we're like, okay, well, that could dismiss somebody going through the gravel, right? Right. Because you don't know until that point. <laughs> right. So we did it a week later. We came back. We did it again. We still hear the Native American things outside the house. Which we just thought was at times scary, but very, it, it roused our, our thing. It's like, okay, what is going on here? Yeah. These kids. Right. So we go out there and we do it again. It, it's like the next night we hear, it sounds like I would say, I don't know if you've ever been to a powwow. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it sounded like there was a powwow in our front yard. Oh, wow. It was that clear. It was that loud. I'm like wondering, why are the neighbors doing anything? They're, it's like, they're like, you know what I mean? Like, how can they not hear this? Right. So the thing was, is we went out there the day after that and we're like, oh no. And the difference was there were markets and footprints oh. in the gravel. <sighs> but but you're going to get this. It wasn't to the edge. It was only in the middle. So where I raked the gravel on the sides, Yes. We're still there. So it was like they were dropped down in the middle of the gravel. There right. was so you could tell it was not somebody who walked on it because there was no walking from the sidewalk onto it like it was oh the last my. time. It was just moccasin prints 
that were freaking in the middle of the gravel. And I was just utterly, and me and her were just looking at each other like, this is crazy. This is unreal. That is yeah. wild. So that's really where it started with me. And then as I grow, I kind of got away from the supernatural. You know, you grow mm-hmm. up, you have friends, you move on, and stuff yeah. like that happens. And like they always say in like the, the TV shows, five years later, 15 years later. <laughs> right. you, you, you know what I mean? Like how they yes. always do the SpongeBob. Two years yeah. later. Years. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, so I'm a grown man. I'm freaking in my late 20s now. I have responsibilities. I have a kid. I have mm-hmm. to take care of. Yeah. And stuff like that. And it didn't go, I didn't go looking for it this time. It kind of found its way back to me, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I had, and it was basically, I had a family member who was absorbing signs that were not the trait of that person. They were acting very, very weird. Okay. So, and then that got me back into thinking, what is going on here? Because this is not the person. And it's not like it was the Hollywood movie. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's not possession. This is not demonic possession. This is something different like babies are depressed maybe you know what i mean maybe something going on with them they're not expressing to us in a circumstance Mm -hmm. that they need to but then weird stuff started happening with this person they would say something and then they would have no resemblance what they were saying wow and i i would be like what did you say to me and they'd be like i didn't say anything to you but it'd be vulgar it'd be disgusting it'd be unlike anything like and they would have no concept of what they just said really yeah, so it, it, it caught me off, and it, it started me going down to do this road of how can I help this person. It started me getting me into books, and then looking for schools that do demonology and stuff like that, so I could help this family member go through this and come out of it, and not feel like who's this person I love and where did they go? Right. <clears throat> so that's how I got to where I am. I had that a childhood full of paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. which kind of ceased as I got older and it found its way kind of back towards me. And I found myself reinvigorated with, I guess, the fascination of getting to the problems and why do these things happen? Right. So it turned out she had been possessed. Oh, okay. And so it, it's a little bit down the road because there were signs for months and even years. Mm-hmm. But it's not like on TV where it's just full blown out manifestations of being possessed. It would be just little things. Little things said, little things done. I mean, it was just crazy because even at points, this person actually, I feel, I, well, it was not her, but the thing right. that was in her was mm-hmm. trying to kill me. Oh my it, it, it would poison stuff. So I would try to drink it or eat it and I would die. So it, it became very, it, I don't know how to explain it. Like I told you, it was nothing I've ever seen in a movie, ever. It, wow. it was just, it, <laughs> It really changed my life forever. It really got me to thinking about just the world we do not see mm-hmm. and how that works and how to defend yourself against it. Wow. So it, yeah, it's, I'm sorry I'm talking so much. Oh, no, you're fine. Absolutely. I, I love this. So take your time. So, so eventually I did go off to school, went to exorcism school, went to the demonology school. Mm-hmm. And I used that knowledge to set her free from the attachments and from that possession that she was under. Okay. And then I just kind of realized that, wait, she's not the only one having these problems. Yeah. You know, and, and then I got started having people reach out to me saying, hey, we know that you help people doing these certain things. Is my kid having a problem? Mm-hmm. You know, is this demonic? Is this, is this just them growing up being rebellious? 
right and, and things like that so that's really where it started was it started with the family inside my family and it kind of worked its way out to the rest of the world okay wow so that kind of I want to segue into that for just a minute um mm-hmm. other people reaching out to you um in all of your years practicing demonology are there any memorable cases that you wouldn't mind sharing with me today actually I I <laughs> <laughs> I put one aside for you that oh, if you really, yeah, yeah, well, this one's going to be interesting. This is one of the first couple I did as far as exorcism. I can't really give you names because of privacy, but I'm going to let you yeah, know. Yeah, I understand. Absolutely. <clears throat> this is one I actually did with a fellow exorcist I knew. Okay. So I had to basically call in a former exorcist, the exorcist actually kind of say, hey, I need your help on this. I need you to freaking tell me what's going on with this person and what you think is going on with this person. Okay. So this person has done some stuff in their past, dabbed in the occult, mm-hmm. did some blood sacrifices that oh. they came back to collect on, basically. They said, we gave you these powers. Now, in return, we want you to take your life. Oh, my gosh. And, and she was full possessed. It was like, with the family member, it was questionable. It was not obvious. But this woman, there was no doubt in my mind that Something came home to roast, if I put it in the terms. This thing came back and said, I want your soul because of what I have given you. Mm. And this was the craziest exorcism I think I've ever been a part of. Because she was on the bed. This thing started at 8 in the morning. It went to about 6, 6.30 in the evening. So you're talking about, gosh, 14, 16-hour exorcism. Yeah. Holy But I found the most part was, and I realized things are about to get real because the thing is that she slithered off the bed. Oh my goodness. Really slithered off the bed onto the floor and was slithering on the floor saying stuff I can't possibly repeat probably because it right. just <laughs> right. <laughs> But I think you can imagine it wasn't oh, anything yes. said. But uh, she was slithering on the floor. I commanded her to stop and took authority over her. And she did stop. But as she stopped, she was no longer slithering. The thing inside her was slithering. You oh. could see the snake moving in her body as she was staying still. Whoa. <laughs> so, like I said, like in Hollywood, and when you do like the real stuff like this, there's like no comparison between the two. It's reality, and it's basically, even though Hollywood does get a tiny bit like, right? As yeah. far as like names and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it is so far from what actually really happens in an exorcism. Wow. So th- I remember after that exorcism, which took a long time, and me and my friend were just like, thank God, I'm so hungry, I'm so tired. Right. And I slept for I slept for about two days after that. This oh, like, drains you so badly. Oh, I feel like just be exhausted. I mean, just yeah. mentally, just physically, just I can't even imagine how you must but feel. This, yeah, but the trip here is, and I think this is what trips out everybody else I tell this to, mm-hmm. is I get up, I walk outside, and just to catch my breath after all of this. Yeah. And I hear kids playing in the background. And my first thought was, there is kids nearby, and they have no idea that I just did the exorcism on somebody who was demon-possessed. And not only were there kids by, you walk across the street five feet, you're at a YMCA. Oh, so I just gave an exorcism to somebody five feet from a YCMA, and that sat in with me until this day. It gives me the chills. Oh yeah, because nobody over there knew there was an exorcism ten feet away. 
Yeah, no idea what's going on. No idea what was going on. So crazy. So that was the one I was going to share with you guys because that was to this day. It's still like I have hair on my arms going up top. Oh yeah, that goosebumps. That was incredible. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so after you have expelled the presence, how do you protect yourself or people around you from the possibility of getting attacked by the entity? Well, the thing is, is I make sure that I get it out of the house. These okay. things like to linger inside the house. Yeah. After they're, you know what I mean? And it's no dramatic scene. There's nothing shooting out the mouth or anything else. Right. So, well, sometimes <laughs> yeah. they'll fake the exorcism. They will literally, these things are intelligent. They're ancient. And they've been around a lot longer than we have. Oh, yeah. They're a lot smaller. Sure. So I noticed that on some of my exorcisms, I would get it out of the person, but not necessarily get them out of the house, which would make me have to come back later and cleanse the house out to get okay. them out of the house. So I always did to do that. I also would tell them, you know what, after exorcism, you need to freaking, whatever it is, you need to find faith, you need to find some spirituality yeah, to back up what you've been through because it's traumatizing for these people. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what it feels like not to have control of your body and to oh. do stuff that you don't want to do. I can't even imagine. That would be awful. They are really victims in this. I, I keep doing this not because I want, because I don't. I don't like this job. Be honest with you, I don't okay. like what I do, but I don't want to see people suffer from it. Wow. And that's why I continually do what I do is to help these people get through it and let them know that they're not alone in this. Well, that's, and there's help out there for them. That's amazing of you. I I can't, I've never been part of an exorcism or, you know, but I, that's incredible of you. So thank you for, for doing that for people. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about this. I love all things spooky um movies tv mm-hmm. shows podcasts music books whatever um mm-hmm. and you read a lot about demonology or you know exorcisms and possessions um tell me a little bit about the difference between what i read and see and hear and what really happens because media has blown it up that yeah, it's just are. you know the exorcism is huge and there's lights and you know all no. kinds of bodily fluid so tell me just a little bit about that. well there's a lot the, the, to their credit they get the bodily fluids cool. okay <laughs> it is very messy it is very messy it's very disgusting and every time i go through this the first thing i do is come home and i take a bath right because i the first <laughs> i think of is of course the exorcist right yes um yeah the reagan and the head spinning so tell me i mean just i love to hear the differences between what we see and what actually happens okay well the stream would be what I just talked to you about. That would be a stream case of exorcism. Okay. Sometimes this doesn't even take that. Sometimes it takes laying of the hands on them, praying for them, and telling it's time to move on. They have no authority over this person anymore. Okay. Sometimes it's very, very, to be honest with you. But other times, like the one I just gave you, the case of that, it's very, like, yeah, that one was definitely <laughs> different <laughs> yeah. to this day. Sure. But the majority of my cases are not even possession, to be honest with you. They're attachments. Okay. Atta- I don't know if you know the difference between attachment and a possession or. I, I don't. I mean, just, of course, what I've seen, like, let's ghost adventures, like, oh, there's an attachment to me. So. Yes. You know yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll talk about the ghost hunting things here because I do have a little a history of Hollywood reaching out to me and asking me to do so. And I think okay. you'll find that even more interesting than okay. perhaps anything else. But Yeah. Tell me yeah. all about it. Whatever you sharing. <laughs> I'm here to listen. <laughs> even, though it, even though it may ruin your perception on paranormal shows that's okay because, that's that's all right <laughs> because of it you'll be like oh man i oh. never look at this again the same 
Right. But to, to but to be honest with you, every possession is really different. It's never the same way. Okay. Every per like if you were possessed, it'd be different than if somebody else was possessed. Okay. Because you've got to realize that you're gonna have different doors that are open in other people. If you okay. dive in the court, you're not gonna get the same demon that if you did something else with. Okay. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <clears throat> okay. So the the main difference is is it's very rare to get that kind of a Hollywood reaction. Okay. The majority of it is very more laid, not always say laid back, but it's not to the point that they try to make you think it is. Okay. Okay. So what advice would you give to someone who's interested in pursuing demonology and becoming a demonologist? Take your time, do it right, do it slow, and make sure you love reading, to be okay. very honest with you. Okay. If you got love for reading, you will love to be a demonologist. People always ask me all the time, what it's like to be a demonologist? And they always think that I'm going to say, it's like Ghostbusters, right? But <laughs> it really isn't. It's not like Ghostbusters at all. It's more like Indiana Jones. It's a lot of ancient research oh. about deities in the past and stuff like that. When people ask me, like, me all the time, well, if you were Hollywood, what would it be like for you, kind of? It'd be like an Indiana Jones movie, more than it would be an X-Men Okay, movie. that's interesting. <clears throat> So it's definitely more research, more getting to know. There's so much out there. It's a process where you never stop learning. To this day, I've been doing it 20 years. Wow. And there's still stuff out there I don't know. Wow. Okay. That's that's insane. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, again, I would like to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Um, where can we find you on your socials? Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm not on there very much because I don't have much time to myself. <laughs> That's Stephen <laughs> That's Bridges Jr. I'm also at the demonologist.com. Okay. Perfect. And I don't know if you want me to go into the Hollywood part at night. If you want to go down that route or not, I'll try not to get myself in trouble by saying too much. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. People I know there in Hollywood. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I would love to do that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and this is not all of them in general, but uh, I was kind of highly disappointed because myself, I used to watch stuff when I was growing up about the paranormal stuff like that mm -hmm. so I can't give specific names or anything else but it, it's, okay. it's out there you can find it for yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I was offered a television show at one mm -hmm. point which I was highly thinking about taking at the time but I later pulled out of it because of the circumstances because the thing that came to me was how are you going to have a paranormal show but have it scripted and I was like how you know the ghost is going to pop out on the third floor? It, 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 you know what I mean? Right. I'm going to react to that thing popping <laughs> out. Like, there's no way you know how that thing is going to react. So it was what I got in my hands. And I don't, I'm sure this is not all because I did get deals as far as working with interviews and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. As far as advice, how would you shoot this and how would you do this? But the main thing was is. I got the script and I was like, why are you giving me a script on something that's supposed to be paranormal and it's supposed to be reality TV? So it was very, I don't know. I think if most people knew that most of it was scripted, I don't think they'd be much interested in it, if that makes sense. And I can't give you a specific of what show it is or anything else, but I was really caught off guard, I would think, would be the word as far as why would you need to script something if you're doing a reality TV show? Right. And you can't say when a poltergeist is going to act up. It's just <laughs> the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard in my life. Right. Well, I declined it and I walked away from it. Okay. Because I, and they actually asked me why. And my exact words was, 
<laughs> I'm not an actor, I'm a demonologist. And I don't think they understood what that meant to them right? at the time. And maybe one time they will eventually, but they just say, well, whatever, you know, we'll just find somebody else, you're replaceable. Right. <laughs> but that was my little stint with Hollywood. I have had a good opportunity, I had bad opportunities, but yeah, I thought that one I share with you the most because you have a lot of people like geeks, what do they do? They love paranormal shows mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's kind of misleading when you give somebody a script and you say, hey, the ghost is going to be on the third floor. Look out for it, by the way. You know? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so I just thought I'd share that with you because yeah, the dishonesty sometimes is, is, is ridiculous when it comes to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I appreciate you sharing that with me. I mean, I'll still watch them because they're entertaining. Um, yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, that, if you take them for that, that's great. You take it for entertainment, but if you're taking it as this is serious and they are out there and they're really hunting down these things, I would think twice about it because that's the script <laughs> I would. I was, I was like, yeah, go to third floor. How did they even yeah, come up with that idea? <laughs> right. You know, that's gonna be the hottest place. We'll be the third floor, and there will be a ghost on in in room three four nine. And right. Make sure you react properly to it when it does. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, my daughter and I. I mean, we love all things spooky and we watch but you know take it with a grain of salt kind of thing just okay <laughs> Here we yeah. everything you see is not real exactly mm. yeah definitely um is there anything else you want to share with us today and talk about promote i'm not really i'm not really a promoting guy i'm kind of just i'm a humble person really i just in this to help people out and really yeah. just be there for people who feel like nobody's listening to them mm-hmm yeah, so I mean, I you know I, I looked at your website a little bit, and I see that you do your it's free of charge. Is that oh correct? yeah correct? Okay. Absolutely, I will never charge anybody for help ever. That's not me. No. I, and it's funny because I have paid for trips to go out to Arizona myself and other mm-hmm. just to help people. I don't believe that if somebody asks me for help, they, hey, I'm gonna make money off into it at the same time. That doesn't sit good with me at all. I think if people really need help, that should be regardless of your financial situation. Right. Like that's, and that's so regardless. incredibly kind of you. Because I'm sure that's the last people, you know, people are having these experiences and the last thing they're thinking about is how we're going to pay to get them taken care of. So yeah. that's really admirable of you. Um, I want to cross a lot of people who get used to, it's not just by the possession of the demonic, but they mm-hmm. get used by these people who say, I'll, I'll help you, but that's going to cost you $1,000. Right. And, and they take the thousand dollars in a week they're back at where they were square one and they lost a lot of money oh that's and i told myself cool. i would never do that to anybody that's incredible of you just to do that um so again thank you thank you so much for talking to me today um let me get your websites just one more time for our listeners who may not have come mm-hmm. the first time it's the demonologist.com okay and uh delivers from evil.com perfect so um, I'm just going to plug my socials. Um, you can find us at geek-network.com, GeeksAZ on Twitter and Instagram, and Geek Network on Facebook. Um, if you like the show, please leave a review, tell your friends. Word of mouth is our friend. Um, and remember when someone asks you, is it spooky time yet? The answer is always yes. yes Thank you is. again so much, Stephen. I appreciate it. No problem. Glad being here today with you guys. Yeah.